good morning, afternoon, whatever. Hello. Actually, I know people that listen to this at nighttime, too, so good night. <laughs> anyway, Philippians chapter 3. Because <laughs> that wasn't awkward. <laughs> well, good hey, evening. Everybody who wants to laugh at us and how we start these. I encourage you to start your own podcast so we can come laugh at you and how you start them. I still have not seen one podcast yet. It's not awkward and weird. So. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Hey, y'all. Not. Okay. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I listen to a lot of teachers that have their own podcasts. But it's funny because everybody starts out the same. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> so. Anyway, on that note, Philippians three, this has been fun and I think has been neat to see more people engaging in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of that being, uh, putting in the title, what it's talking about, maybe that might get people to, to click and engage. I don't know, but the fact, I don't know there is, yeah, it's a little bit more, um, upbeat than, well, and it's, in the title it's directed at it you mm -hmm. know i mean and this is talking about encouragement mm -hmm. but encouragement that you truly find in god's word not you know here let me say some things to make you feel good about yourself yeah at the same time yeah it's a real interesting letter and we're getting to a real inner well we are here at a real interesting chapter because Paul goes off here, and this is one of my favorite examples to make, but it's very, very important for everybody to understand how deep and important this is. Hold on, I'm not there yet. I was too busy and talking with you. That we're going to wait, so make sure and make sure that you take a moment to pray. While I try to find my spot. Well, I and pray for Heidi. <laughs> All right, you find your, your spot. <laughs> no, right. I have so many notes in here. I'm trying to get through. Okay, I'm there. I'm no. there. Sorry. All right. If anybody needs anything, please let us know. Yes. Go to our website, APHomeChurch.com. There you go. I'm there. Now you can continue on. All right. Now we can continue on. Anyway, Philippians 3 here talks about. Oh, it's a good one. Paul, the he talks about the person that he used to be <laughs> before he found Christ or before Christ appeared to him, I should say, before Christ found him. And he was a Pharisee, which they were a religious political movement in Jesus' day. They existed um, sometime, you know, they existed a couple hundred years before Jesus as a group. And then they ended up turning into uh, Judaism. But they were, they were the elite, so to speak. They were a, they were a political kind of social movement. They demanded the strictest observance to the law. Um, they, they went around and made in Jesus's day. It was basically, they were buddy, buddy with Rome and they were definitely the rich elite that were very, very proud of they were they were proud for where they were from they were proud that they were jews 
they is were, anybody getting what he's driving at here? Yeah, I'm trying Come on now. not to. So, you know, so to speak, Paul was like the most American of all Americans. He was religious leader, obeyed every single law without fail, went to church every Sunday, the whole thing. But he talks about how gaining Christ made all of that useless. And I've talked about it in podcasts before. But it's really important to note what he's saying here and why he's going off on his credentials. Yes, he's he's warning them the church in Philippi here, he's he's going to be warning them of false teachers and Judaizers that come in and are trying to get the church. They demand circumcision for salvation. So these were the super extreme observance of the day. And they were they were trying to get believers and Gentile believers to follow these same things, much like we see some problems with today. But he's explaining how none of that all matters. He's like, listen, I was, even if this did matter, I was the Jew of all Jews. And none of that matters. The only thing that matters is Christ. So that's what he ends up explaining here. So we'll go on ahead and read. You ready, Heidi? Okay, yeah. <laughs> just making sure. Don't make fun of me. I found it. Okay. Verse 1. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. I highlight that. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Watch out for those dogs. Uh, it's interesting here that he's calling Jews dogs because dogs was usually reserved for the Gentiles. Very derogatory It was a derogatory term. term, but it was reserved for people that were not Jews. So calling a Jew, that that's pretty serious. So watch out for the dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say they must be circumcised. You must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Zero confidence in human effort. Being able to do anything. Verse 4, though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was also a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as far as righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, 
And when I'm saying that valuable, this is his status in life. This is, I mean, this is respected. He was truly uh, all about making Israel great again. I mean, that was what he was all about. And was successful at it. Very, very successful at it. He's saying that he once thought all these things were valuable. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have disregarded, ev discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. So he's having to give up everything that he knew, count it as garbage, so he could gain Christ and be one with him. That's interesting because, I mean, that shows you that you can't just live this artificial, superficial Christian life. Like, do you truly and just call count, yourself a Christian. Yeah, do you truly count the things of this world? The, your is garbage. Is garbage. So, and humility, so you can gain Christ, become one with him? Yeah. You can't become one with him in the world. It doesn't work that way. That's not, that's not a choice. All right, I'll reread nine. And become one with him. I no longer count on my unrighteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection of the dead. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things, or that I have already reached perfection. I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and look fo and looking forward to what lies ahead. Mm. Okay, you're a new creation, remember. And this is the, the encouragement part of this, because like Paul here, we all haven't achieved these things. Okay, we... We have not achieved perfection. We strive for it. But we haven't achieved it. So it's falling, messing up. We'll all do it. It'll be something that will always happen. It's part of life. But it's seriously about how you get up and press on towards the goal mm -hmm. we don't worry and define ourselves by what's happened or who we were in the past we can't because that's that's just that's chains that bind us down and it's these are chains that take away from the power of the cross I mean, we, you can't sit and wallow in your own 
crap that's already been paid for. It's ridiculous. Why, why go back to it? Why be like a dog and return back to your own vomit? It's been paid for. It's been cleaned up. It's been taken care of. Why keep pointing out a mess? Just get up and keep pressing on. None of us are perfect, but we just get up and keep trying. But we have to make sure that Christ is our priority and that we are counting everything else as garbage in that. Verse 14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. That's what we all need to remember in our Christian lives. Even when we enter, interact with other Christians, we've been really, really bad at that in the past. But luckily, through our ministry, we've run into some uh, wonderful, spiritually mature people that although we disagree on some some point, um, at the end of the day, we can come together in Christ and it doesn't doesn't stop anything all right uh verse 16 but we must hold on to the progress we have already made dear brothers and sisters pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example for i've told you often before and i say it again with tears in my eyes that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of christ that's I so could, huge. I could, I'm, maybe I might do a whole thing just on that. I hate single verses, you know that, but that that's a huge verse. Absolutely huge. I mean, for I've told you often before, I say again with tears in my eyes, that there's many whose conduct shows that they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. This actually... And I feel, I feel this. I've, I've actually felt this before. Um, what Paul sees and feels here. I mean, people that claim that they love Christ, claim that they're living a life for him, yet their conduct and everything around it shows that they're enemies. And what do you, what do you say? I mean, you say something to a person about that and then they they hit you for judging them or they, you know. But you can tell that their behavior, they're really just enemies of it and they don't want to change. They don't want to be any different. And they want to be stuck in their own belief. And, yeah, I mean, that's... It's definitely a sad thing. Um, but... Let's let Paul turn it around here because, remember, this is all about encouragement, not doom and gloom, ever. Even though it's all about doom and gloom. But I'm encouraging everybody, Heidi. I know you're, I know the encouragement. <laughs> this is huge encouragement. It just doesn't sound like it just what doesn't most people sound like it, right? is encouragement. So that's the big difference. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, <clears throat> also, I think Paul makes the point here that he sees these people claiming their belief, but knowing that they're, they're really not believers knowing that 
time is short. We're in the end of the age. You know, I mean, not knowing if it's going to be in Paul's lifetime or whether it's going to be a hundred years from our lifetime, whenever the second, you know, the return of Christ is, is whenever that is, we still get this imminent feeling that we're running out of time that no, we don't have a lot of time. Even if it was really, really soon back in their day, it's really, really soon back in our day. How does that not make sense? I mean, we our our perception of time is completely different than God's. So while we think that 2,000 years is a super long time, is it? No. And in the grand scheme of things, no, that's, that's hardly any time at all. But we could see these people just heading for destruction and enemies of the cross of Christ. But verse 19 says they are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things and they think only about life here on earth. This life here on earth. Verse 20. But we are citizens of heaven. But we are citizens of heaven. Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own. Using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. So we have a truth that the rest of the world that doesn't have. And even, unfortunately, some false believers in knowing that we are citizens of heaven and that we live in expectation of the return of our Lord and Savior, which in turn makes your life look completely different than everybody else's. You're a citizen of heaven, not of the world. But you could tell people's conduct, people who are worried about their beach bodies, that are worried about their sports, they're worried at whatever it whatever it is. Whatever it is. That's not where our concerns are. All that stuff's fine. We live here. But we also live in the imminency of the return of our Lord and Savior. So, verse 20, but we. I mean, we, the apostles, they were in. I mean, I think this is super cool. Paul was in the same battle that we are as Christians. We're all in this together. This isn't this isn't something that's so far removed. Paul is writing this as encouragement to the church of Philippi here, but this goes to all of us. Because Paul is our apostle, we know and we have scripture. And we know that the apostles 
dealt with the very same things that us modern Christians, even down to the smallest little things, dealt with. They were real people, too. I mean, yeah, they dealt with serious persecution, but they were real people that had real houses and real families and had to leave things and had to change things and and were told that they were crazy and had to live different than a completely paganized um that was mo- almost modern world that was turning towards the direction of going modern i mean what rome rome was genius um but they dealt with the same things so we just get our encouragement in knowing that they they dealt with them and they endured them then we get the comfort of knowing that of course we are citizens of heaven and could have and could be with Christ at any moment so live your life like Christ could come back at the end of the day today because you never know if you're going to meet him one way or the other whether it's his return or whether it's your exit (laughs) so We'll be back tomorrow with Chapter 4. That'll wrap up our going through Philippians again. It's funny, though, because you're right, though, because that type of a thing to most people is like, oh, I thought this was encouraging. It's like, exactly. It is. This is encouraging. And anything else somebody else is trying to pump out to you as being encouragement isn't true Mm -hmm. encouragement because it's encouragement of the world, not of Christ. It's a big difference. No, that's why... um, you know, that's why I really like the way that the Bible TV show did the destruction of the temple. Because Jesus is like, yes, look at how great this is. You see all this? It's going to be destroyed. Yeah, exactly. You're like, why would you say that? That's the most morose, jacked up thing. Like, you know how long it took? And then you go, it's like, yeah, no, it's a great thing that this is passing away. Yeah, it really, really it's is. Not, it's not doom and gloom. It's great. And people have... No reason to be scared of anything. Nope. Not at all. And I know that there's... Please just uh, stay tuned for other podcasts and stuff because I know that these views are being attacked in the church like crazy. People are being attacked for these views. This view is being, um, you know, attacked all over in Christianity now because it's all about progressive Christianity and it's all about turning this earth into a utopian uh, whatever. So anyway, Heidi, you've got me going off on other subjects now. Sorry, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.